0: Welcome, everybody, to the FXR Racing Privateer Island Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Great numbers for this show through the first quarter of the, uh, of the season of the year, and uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. It's been going well, and uh, please check out FXRRacing.com. X 30 is the code. FXR designed by racers for racers. The attention and detail they have comes back to the skilled team of designers and product engineers and test riders who always push their brand to the next level to provide you with the best product possible. Your factory ride starts with FXR. As I said, X 30 is the code at FXRRacing.com. They've got a ton of stuff there. So please check them out. We we thank FXR for making this podcast happening. Uh, With me on the line... A guy who raced uh, 250 Supercross East this year for the Ty Lube Honda team. He once wore FXR also back in the day, and uh, he's from Minnesota, where a lot of fast dudes are. And we, th- I thought we'd catch up with Jesse Wentland. What's up, Jesse? How are you, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries, bud. Uh, what's uh, what's going on with you these days after after Supercross is over?
1: Well, right now I'm uh, kind of searching for something for the summer. I have no uh, opportunities coming at me to race the outdoor season so i might be uh forced to try and hit a few on my own and mm-hmm. try to put to put together something on my own to go racing and in the meantime i've been kind of searching for something a little bit a little bit outside of racing and mm-hmm. started doing a little mechanic work for uh earl may and uh been been liking it so far and um but yeah i mean Nothing compares to getting back on the bike and racing myself, so I'm I'm gonna try and do everything I can to make a few outdoor rounds.
0: Yeah, we uh, you gotta get out there, man. You're good outdoors, especially on a 450. Like, is that, is that what you want to do? Would you ride 450s? I guess you'd ride anything, but uh, we've seen you in the past get some really solid results on a 450.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd ride anything that basically I'd ride anything at this point, <laughs> right? Um, but I definitely suit a 450 a little better for outdoors. I think mm-hmm. I think uh, fits my style and um, yeah. I mean, I just enjoy racing. To be honest, I, I'd ride anything. Right? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't
0: blame you. Um, hey, so the Tyloo Honda team this year, teammates with Fast Freddie Norn. Uh, you got 13th overall in the points. A um, couple near top ten finishes. How was the season for you uh, overall? Do you think
1: it was? Uh, pretty good. I mean, I definitely wish I would have been able to get inside that top ten at least a few times. And um, definitely last year, I was um, maybe in a little bit better shape. And mm-hmm. had, but but the Tyloo guys, the Tyloo Honda guys, they gave me everything they could and um, really put in the effort. And uh, I tried to put in the effort as well. Just I think the budget we had to work with a little bit smaller budget and it just i i think i did the best with what i could and they did the best with Mm -hmm. with what they could and we we made it through the season healthy and that was that was a huge goal in itself for me to finally get through a season healthy the first season so far so yeah i'm i'm pretty happy with it right yeah we've seen you get top 10s before on the east
0: coast uh, um, on on other bikes on, on other teams or whatever, um, the Lu Honda team they do a good job. They have a professional setup, uh, and you and Freddie uh, you know represented them well. But look, there's, they're probably going to get pissed when they hear this. But I don't I don't care. There's a big difference between their bikes and factory bikes, and in the 250 class that that difference is is greater to see out there on the track. At times, Jesse, like you know, you race these guys, and like just coming out of a turn or anything else, um, how big of a gap is it between a privateer equipment? And again, they do a good job. All the privateer teams do. They, you know, they they do good jobs. Yeah. But how big of a gap is it?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know because I've never gotten the <laughs> shot to be on a, a big team, I- so it's hard to say from from my point. But I would assume it's it's. You know, definitely a lot different. They the, the big teams they have the budgets to do all the testing and to put so many hours and time into building great equipment. And not saying that Tyler Honda, you know, they did no. A I know great you always have to do this.
0: You always have to do this yeah. dan- dance around it. I get it. I, I get it. In my yeah. show, but I meant more, Jesse. Like, like you. You got. You know, you're coming out of a turn with somebody, and there's a there's a yeah. triple out of a turn, or there's there's a step on a dragon's back, and and you know, obviously, look. You know, you're not going to say, oh, you know, I'd win with a factory bike or whatever. But there's definitely obstacles on the track that you could see somebody's bike is working better.
1: Oh, oh for that, sure. That's all yeah, I mean. You I know think... what I
0: mean? Like Where you're like, oh, yeah. man. Like...
1: And I think that just comes with the time with testing and mm-hmm. getting comfortable on, on a, a good suspension te- setup and everything, too. Yep. I think suspe- suspension is huge in Supercross as well. As the motor. Uh-huh. Um,
0: yeah, it's just one of those things. And, and and so when you're in the 250 class and you're privateer, guys, you're like, oh, man, like, you know, the gap is even bigger. And also, too, I really think, and tell me if you agree, the, the Yamaha 250Fs have a little leg up on everybody, especially
1: indoors. Oh, for sure. I mean, you look down the line, you know, five years ago, it used to be all Hondas. And now, right. <laughs> now it's all Yamahas, so it's like, you know, I think the Yamaha – Yamaha's have kind of figured out, and it's you know a little bit less expensive than Mm -hmm. five years ago to build a Yamaha, and where it used to be, the Hondas that were the least expensive to build, and they were you know lined up almost twenty guys on the
0: gate with Hondas. (laughs) No, I know it's uh, it's funny how that works. And again, Yamaha's got the the backwards motor the 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 EFI is almost sitting right on top of the cylinder head I think it helps with throttle response I think it helps with bottom end power and and all of that yeah. um hey the series went back to Minneapolis this year you're from Minnesota got an 11th you had to be stoked with that start and being back at home in front of friends and fam- family
1: yeah yeah it was a pretty good start to the season it was, uh we got pretty lucky though i mean february in minnesota like that's true 60 degree 60 degree <laughs> weather how lucky is that? you're right, usually I never thought of that right? <laughs> usually it's below zero then yeah and ten feet in snow, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely But I thought it was good, I think the the uh for the fans like to get into I don't even know if you could call it a pit area, like yeah, it was pretty pretty bad, not set up very good for the fans to uh come see all the riders and everything, but the The stadium was unreal to race in, and um yeah i hope hope to go back to back there next year, and hopefully they get a little bit better set up for all the fans, yeah, yeah, you're right about the
0: weather, yeah, you're right, uh, we did get lucky uh what was the best <laughs> what was the best race you had this year I mean obviously you got a couple of elevens uh but which race did you feel like was your best one
1: I'd say I think st louis i was feeling probably about the best mm-hmm. i felt through the season and then i think i'm pretty sure there's a three-week break after that and the last two rounds i felt felt terrible just <laughs> <couldn't>, <laughs> i don't know what what else to say about rounds. Were, were you rounds. I, were you drinking a lot during the off break <laughs> were you partying <laughs> no 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 i mean no not at all yeah you just just but,
0: couldn't get back into
1: it yeah just struggle a little bit and i think i had my mind more on getting through the season than actually than you know trying my hardest Mm-hmm. and it just i just wanted to get through it safe and luckily i did because normally when you think like that you end up getting hurt yeah so, that's a good point
0: yeah um but, the the time main events you mentioned earlier, uh, that you would like to be in a bit better shape for some of them. What did you think of the time main events?
1: I thought they were pretty good for the 250 class. I thought it was ridiculous for the 450 class. I think (laughs) those guys, why, what do you mean? Those those guys lapped, lapped each other like three times, like, you know, lap Bungie and Tomac probably lapped last place probably four or five times. Yeah. Three at least for sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, I think it's a little bit long for them but I think pretty pretty good for the uh the lights guys. I mean, I was hoping not to get lapped. That was the main goal every yeah. single race, so.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um yeah, it's crazy that okay, so
0: if you get in the 450 main event, you're like super gnarly. You're like an amazing rider. It's yeah. it's, a, it's an incredible accomplishment. And so I don't mean to belittle those guys, but the ones at the back Yes. Two, three times. The leaders were lapping them. They were going around the track two or three times in a race. And so, you know, I mean, it's easy for me to sit back here and be like, you know what? WTF? Like, why aren't you guys in better shape or whatever? I don't you know, again, I, I don't know. I don't want to bag on those guys. But in a way, it's like, really, like you guys can't stay on the same lap three times. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. But then again, yeah. like I said, they're gnarly riders to make a main event. You're an incredible rider. So I don't really know how to approach the thinking of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think some of the races ended up being you know, up to 25 to 27 laps. Yep. So it's yep. an extra seven laps from the format in the years past, right. which is 20 laps. So uh-huh. you add those extra laps and... Then it's an extra lap you're getting laps. <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> no, I know. Uh I agree. It's 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 really weird. Hey, uh teammates with Fast Freddy. I love Fast Freddy, good dude. Uh helped him out for a number of years with X Brand. Oh, yeah. and, and you wore X brand too. Him and Amy are good people. What was it like being teammates with with Freddie?
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Like we're pretty similar, so we got along great. Both my fiance Caitlin and and uh Freddie's wife, Amy, got along great, so it made made it so much easier at the races when you get along with your teammate and you know you're looking at lap times together and kind of talking with each other seeing where we can go faster and you know on, on track walk talking what you can do here mm-hmm. and what you can do there so it definitely was was uh a lot better this year than in years past having um a good good teammate right. to uh talk to so
0: now you're you're engaged to Caitlin Pettis, right? Yeah, yep. So you're you're going to be Canadian. You're half Canadian, Jesse. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, he plans to settle in the, in the, in Canada at all. Is she going to win this argument?
1: Uh we haven't decided yet. We're liking it in Florida right now, and uh, we're not sure. There's a possibility always of uh, going back to Canada.
0: Yeah. Um, that's you. You really uh, you made your name a little bit early on in your career racing up there for the MX 101 guys. Again, talking about when you used to wear FXR was those deals. Would you go back? Have you have you talked to Canadian teams? I, I know I threw your name out to a couple of guys uh, for for calling you. Um, what do you think about going back there one summer and racing? I know the purse money is not exactly awesome, but um, you know
1: you can run up front there all day long. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'd for sure go back. I thought I was – I had a great time racing up there, and I actually talked to um, Kevin at MX101 about going back up up this summer and just things didn't work out. I was like, hey, you know, Jeff Pettis and me, mm-hmm. that's like a family team right there. <laughs> Why didn't but he do it? Why didn't Hot Dog Vendor I, do it? I don't know. He choose, chose Mossenbeier instead. Oh, uh, wow.
0: Well, <laughs> some of that is but... – some of that is hey let's keep Canadians, let's get Canadians rides. Yeah. I get that.
1: Yeah, I get that too. I mean, yeah. no hard feelings. Yeah, yeah. So
0: you would go back. You enjoyed your time there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would for sure.
0: Got to work on that, man. Especially like uh, I know. <laughs> um like MX2, like it's kind of wide open. You'd jump right down in there, you know, you do you do well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm still I'm not sure now, but with the rules that they've made but I think I'm still eligible to race the the 250 class up there. So,
0: yeah, I think so. Your national it's national number still 35 or something, isn't it? Or you're 62, or so. Yeah, I think that's so. How, I think that's how they do it. Um, FXR Racing, by the way, uh, the Privateer Island Life podcast with Jesse Wentland. Pulpum X30 is the code. Go to FXR com and uh, and go there. Check out all the stuff they have, and if you use the code, you can save. FXR standing by their product and they stand by their riders. They believe strongly in grassroots promotion. Of all the athletes, no matter what age, skill level, discipline—again, your factory ride starts with the FXR guys. Jesse Wentland from the Ty Lube Honda team on the Privateer Island Life podcast. Um, hey, I've always thought that racing Daytona would be pretty cool for a racer. Um, what do you think? Do you like it? It's a different track. It's it's more Supercross now than ever before. But um, did you do you look forward to Daytona?
1: Yeah, I mean, every year I look forward to Daytona racing the east coast i think it's one of the the best tracks on on the series um getting to race outside and it's kind of an outdoor mix it's it's gotten more supercross but it's still got that outdoor factor with how rough it gets and um yeah it's just i think it's a great event for sure
0: is it is it different for bike setup wise do you feel like your bike works differently there do you change a lot Again, it's more Supercross now than it ever used to be when I was a mechanic. But how much different does your bike feel there?
1: Yeah, normally we just go a little bit softer, not much. Just mess around with the compression on either the shock and forks or both. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally, it's like you said, it's still pretty supercrossy, y and uh, we don't change a whole lot normally. Why don't you just team up with Factory Freddy?
0: At Fast Freddy on the on the Honda four fifty, he's getting his Honda four fifty taken around by somebody, right? Why don't you get on that program, Wentland?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. I just I don't have a bike right now yet. Oh, okay. I need <laughs> I need to start from somewhere first. I need a I need a bike and yeah. I need to get a set up first, and then and then I'll go racing. But right. it's just just tough with like I'm down here in Florida on my own. I don't have any, you know parental help yeah. it's just just me and my fiance and our little puppy uh-huh. on our own and we got our apartment we got got to make rent so yeah it's it, and and how it is racing nowadays is it, there's just no money really to be made when you're a privateer yeah. yeah unless you have have help so you you have to i mean i've had to kind of say hey like if i can't get any any help for the summer i need yeah. to find work (laughs) yeah no.
0: yeah you come to you comes to a point where um it comes to a point where yeah the 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 financial stuff's got to make sense now this is something i've always written and talked about and so i want to get your opinion like there's no purse money in 250 supercross and i don't know how much you know money you're getting paid by that tyler honda guys but i fully believe you're a 450 supercross main event guy and at some point you have to say you know what I'm not going to get picked up by Pro Circuit, or I'm not going to get picked up by Geico. So, onto the 450s I go. Now I can make $2,000 and up a main event. You know, you get a you get a ride with. You can pay Teddy Parks to take your bike and still come out okay. You can get a ride with a smaller 450 team, and just kind of say this is the life I've chosen. Uh, you know, maybe Cycle Trader or somebody like that. I guess that's where you're at, right? Like, cause financially, the 450 Supercross class doesn't just make. More sense. It makes tons of more sense uh, financially wise. Where are you at on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I haven't really looked into the four hundred and fifty Supercross stuff, but I've always been a guy to like, you know, want to be able to race for top tens and for Mm -hmm. you know top fives and closer to the front. And I just feel like if I was to do that, I I wouldn't be racing. To, I don't know how to say yeah. it. No, to I got it. Yeah. Racing, racing for my goals. I'd just be racing for a paycheck. Yeah, pretty much. No, I each know. Weekend.
0: Yeah. yeah, there just comes a time where you gotta like think about that, and and, and so you're not there yet. I respect that a hundred percent. But yeah, there comes a point where you're like, wait a minute. Like I'm lining up on this gate, and you know I don't want to just race to 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 ride around because again, your chances of beating Eli Tomac are, are tough. So. Yeah, it's something every yeah. racer has to like come to terms with, I guess, huh?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it'd be tough to do all seventeen rounds too. I mean you still have to factor in a lot of expenses. If you make two grand, like how much do you have to spend to get to each round and yeah. everything like that. Maybe mm-hmm. you only make a make a thousand a week and right. I mean a thousand a week still is pretty good, but yep. then you have to factor in the travel time and all that. Sure. Like you're constantly on the road for, for the, uh, the supercross season. And, um, I don't know if I don't think I would ever want to do it on my own like that. Mm -hmm. I'd rather probably get a job, normal job. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love racing, but that's just too much for me. I mean, I hear too you. much, dude. It's a struggle. Too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much of a struggle. I think. Like,
0: yeah, I, I know ending that pretty well. You know what I mean. And he's grinding, dude. He's hustling. Uh, yeah. You know to to make all seventeen rounds. And and then again, his that rap? He's rapping actually makes him pretty good money though. So maybe maybe that's your move.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you don't you don't want to hear me rap? It'd be pretty. I'm, you you'd know. Probably have to be. Uh, it hurt your ears.
0: Yeah, no. Sure. Even even A Ray before you know Cycle Trader gave him that that job. You know, um, you know, struggled struggling with the races. You know, so it's crazy that um, the stuff that you guys go through that people the fans don't really see behind the scenes, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they probably see is you know we got kind of got the life, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not really that way. It's it's definitely a struggle, like you know. I'm sure a lot of other jobs are struggles too, but this one includes a lot of travel. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, for
0: sure. Uh, so, fifth place in Toronto last year in the main event, but then you went twelve, twelve at Millville one year on a privateer Honda bike, and you were—I think you were higher than that at some point in the motos. What's your what's your best race? What's your favorite memory of a race?
1: Probably that fifth place in okay. Toronto. Yeah. I mean, that was. The most emotional I've ever gotten in my professional racing ever since, you know, I started. And that was a huge accomplishment, Uh huh. Getting a, getting a top five. I know probably a lot of people might have gone down or something. I don't know. But it, was, it was a noody race. A top five for me.
0: Yeah. No, hey. Yeah, they're not going to take that away from me, <laughs> you know. But, dude, running, running inside the top ten and at a 450 national, that's got to be in front of your home fans. That's pretty bitching,
1: too. Yeah, yeah. I always love Millville. I right. mean Millville and Red Bud doesn't get any better than those two races. No, no, no doubt. Um, what is it about
0: Minnesota lately too? Look, Ryan Dungey's announcing his retirement today, by the way. I don't know if you knew that, but it's happening today. I
1: figured I figured that was gonna happen. Um but. now you got
0: just it's just tons of Minnesota guys right now. They're you know, I don't know what it is, about a rebirth of Minnesota. Uh, People remember remember Mitchell Oldenburg's from Minnesota as well, um, and so many other guys. What is it? What's going on in Minnesota?
1: I don't know. I mean, I've been out of Minnesota for a couple years, so Mm -hmm. I I mean, a lot of racers have to move south, like Ryan and Jeremy, Alex, Mm -hmm. Oldenburg. They've all had to move south, so... But I think just the sacrifice like that their parents did and I think they just learned the sacrifice and how hard work you know, how much hard work is put into this stuff and you know, the racing and for them to continue racing like they I know Oldenburg's moved down to Texas yep. so and bought a, a motocross track and Mitchell's been been able to ride down there and that's quite a bit of sacrifice to leave your family and everything in minnesota your relatives and all that so um yeah i think just the hard work i don't know minnesotans know how to work hard i think (laughs) um you're
0: younger than alex older than jeremy so you never really seen either martin brother do i have that right like you're kind of in between those two
1: no they're they're both older than me oh that jeremy Jeremy, yeah jeremy is a year older than me i think yeah, I think people we, we forget Jeremy's actually younger. Little, yeah, he yeah. Didn't,
0: he didn't turn pro he was, till he was 19 or something. We all think it was 16, 17, yeah. right? So Yeah, he just looks a little younger. Um, so did you did you race against him a lot?
1: A little bit, yeah. 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 Um, not so much Alex, but I raced Yep, Jeremy. raced Jeremy quite a bit like in the B classes and then I think he got I think like some of the A class A stuff the last year of uh amateurs and I think he ended up getting hurt before Loretta's so he didn't race Loretta's and then went pro after so or something something like that I think and uh but yeah I I raced Mitchell quite a bit too Oh yeah grew yep. up racing him and Gannon Yeah can't forget Gannon Like yeah see I
0: didn't think about Gannon <laughs> right there's another kid right
1: Yeah um I'm telling
0: you like so hey let me let me age myself here, so I'm from Manitoba and raced in District 23 a lot when I was growing up. When you were a kid, who was like the top pros in Minnesota? Are you old enough to remember like Voss and Pomeroy? Not Pomeroy, uh, Pavolny?
1: Yeah, I I remember them a little bit. Okay. Um, I think they... I was probably on 50s and maybe 65s when they started. (laughs) right? But like... What I can remember, I remember Teddy Mayer was and uh Cody Gilmore, they'd be battling at Millville quite a bit. Oh, would
0: they drive up from um, Iowa? Would they go from Iowa y- and come up? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Teddy Mayer was quick, he always raced at Millville. And then uh Ryan was always quick. Um I'm trying to think. Yeah. So uh
0: so you remember Donj as an amateur?
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, we we traveled with him around the country a little bit. Oh, did you? Um, I think we oh, cool. met we met their family for the first time at Branson. I think think uh, Blake Blake, Jade, and Ryan were all yelling at each other. <laughs> 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 they were all pissed off at each other for some reason, and Troy was yelling at them. Right, and, big Troy. Yeah, we uh,
0: smoking a cig, yelling at him.
1: <laughs> yep, uh, had some good times, and then uh, traveled with the audits to Gannon. Oh did you? Yeah. Usually usually to uh Branson and some of the Texas races like Mosier Valley okay. and um Lake Whitney back then. We did those races and yeah. Uh, got to got to know them guys pretty good.
0: That's good. And uh has Dunge like did Dunge change over the years for you? Has he always been the same dude? He's always been cool or, or how how did I mean obviously when you get to be multi-millionaire and you're getting pulled in every direction and you're one of the icons of the sport. Maybe some people might, you know, change a little bit, but how was he?
1: No, he's he's been pretty much the same. Like to me, he's cool. Always been super nice and uh usually talk to him either on track walk or at some point at at one of yep. each round, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just talk a little bit and he uh he's actually been I think last summer when he got hurt, mm-hmm. he was he was always bugging my dad to go fishing, and they went fishing, did like a tournament or something, oh, bass cool. fish tournament. Yeah, yeah. So, he he definitely hasn't changed at all. He's a pretty humble, yeah, um, humble person. And
0: oh, that's good. Um, hey, so let me see the tracks in in District Twenty Three. So I used to race Millville, obviously, uh, Kellogg. Is that around, or did, was it ever around when you were a kid? Yeah, hell oh, yeah, oh. that was okay. That was where all the fast fifty
1: guys went. All right, so I all raced the,
0: Kellogg a bunch. Uh, I raced Grantsburg. Did you ever go there, right over in Wisconsin?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I raced Grantsburg. Um, uh, Little Falls. Did you ever go there? No, never went there. What about uh, Elko? Do you remember Elko? Yeah, I, d- I think that place is closed yeah, I think down. It's That's closed. where Zach Williams lives. uh... Not yeah. too far from there. Yeah, that whenever was his I, stomping ground. Whenever
0: I wrote my column, I'm always like, I used to race Helco. This is the only time I've ever seen this name. Zach Williams. Yeah. Helco. So um oh that's funny. Um what else? Uh uh Staples. Yeah. Yeah, staples, yeah. yeah kind of like a it's in, it's flat, right? Staples was flat and it was like did it have some jumps on it, like it was jumpy a little bit? Or, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um kind of in a huge field.
0: Trying to think, Yeah, yeah, exactly. A huge field. I remember that. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, trying to think of the other one. I think maybe I'm thinking of Kellogg. Kellogg's kind of sandy, dirt, hard pack a little bit, like like silt oh, yeah. on top of it. You know.
1: Um, did they have the Did they have the Dirty Dozen back then? Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh yeah, <laughs> they They're did still there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember that. Good pull on that <laughs> wetland. I forgot about that. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, we raced there a ton back in the day. So uh, a kid named... Pat Donahoe was blazing fast on eighties, and uh oh yeah I've, I've heard that many. have you yeah, yeah, he was small dude, yeah. but man, could he go fast uh he did. he did pretty well at Loretta's, I think one year, he mostly beat me uh, uh whenever we lined up, but um so <laughs> so okay, so you might do some outdoors if you can get a bike and, and get lined up, you might show up at Millville or Red Bud or whatever if you can or or uh is that the plan like to do something,
1: yeah, I mean if nothing comes up, like I'd really like to do at least five rounds if I can find some, you know, some support and I figured it out. It it, it costs like to for me to go to one round would be a thousand dollars each round pretty much mm-hmm. with all the expenses. So it's, it's tough to, to make that happen on your own. So I, I'm definitely looking for a little bit of help and, to make it happen, to well, make at least five rounds. Let's put the word out now. If anybody wants to help Wentland, contact
0: uh, me on Twitter or use the contact form on pulpamex.com. If you've got room for Wentland, you know, a fill-in ride or anything like that, uh, a guy can, uh, can can ride either bike and, uh, and ride it pretty well at that. Um, so maybe someone listening can help you out and, uh, and get you on the track. It's hard to stay sharp, though, huh, Jesse? Like like you said, you don't got a bike and everything, and obviously you're probably still going to the gym and all that, but, man, gotta get got to get riding.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Definitely, if I want to do some stuff, I need to get get going pretty soon. And uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone wanted to help, I would greatly appreciate it for sure. Or a fill-in in Canada, even. I can see that happening. Something. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, and obviously for 2018 Supercross, way too early to talk about that. Or did High Loop Honda? Did they say anything to you? Or, or do you want to go back? Or anything?
1: Any plans like that? Yeah, I've been staying in touch with. Uh, Buddy Brooks yep. and and Joe from Ty Lube, and and um, they're wanting to do it a little bit bigger and have a little bit bigger budget next year, so okay. I'm definitely staying in contact with them and um, seeing what they can put together, but I mean, for right now, I can't really say yeah. if I'll be, what I'll be doing, if I'll even line up next year, or if I'll, you know... Mm-hmm have anything going on yeah it's uh maybe a full-time job by then i don't know <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
0: guys got to eat for sure hey would you yeah. stay in the industry would you want to do something in the industry like do you is it you know do you mind the traveling to the races and all that kind of
1: stuff or yeah i mean if it was if it was a a, a decent job or whatever i could could find i guess i'd love i know a lot about it and i know yeah. that's why i'm doing a little mechanic work I just, Sure have picked up so much stuff over the years doing it on my own. And, um, yeah, I just have a lot of knowledge, I think, in the sport. So I think it'd, it'd be easier to find a job and more, I don't know, more enjoyable
0: to find something within the industry. Yeah. Yeah, you never know, right? I mean, exactly you want to be around. So um, moto is what you what you know, what you've been doing your whole life. Like you said, you're pretty smart about it. So, you, uh, you'd be wise to stick around.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, all right, man. Well, hey, thank you for doing this, uh, the FXR Racing Privateer Island Life Check-In with uh, with Jesse Wentland. Uh, a solid season this year on two of the East Coast Supercross. We've seen you put in some great rides outdoors on a 450 the last couple of years, so I hope to get to see you out there again. That'd be sweet. And if anybody wants to help out and anybody's got a fill-in spot or anything like that, maybe they can uh, hear this and reach out, man. Um Pulpam X thirty is the code FXR Racing dot com. And uh please uh check them out, use the code and uh let's see if we can get Wentland back out to the nationals this summer. Uh thanks for your time, Jesse. Heck, appreciate it, man.
1: Heck yeah. Thank you for uh having me on.
0: Yeah, no worries. Good luck with everything, bud.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you.